Yay, we're on, awesome. Okay, so we apologize for the delay tonight, everybody. Welcome to Wednesday night, where we're gonna do Kingdom 101 and we're gonna talk about relationships. Um, I'm Lindsay Lee, I am the pastor of Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship. I am your teacher tonight. As we embark on this topic, we're going to have a lot of discussion. I'm going to give you a brief overview of the way that things are going to go and then we'll have a few other things. I have to tell you, Astounding Love, our church, Global Church Fellowship, we just recently moved out of uh, what we used to always say, 1914 Trade Zone Boulevard, and we're still being impacted by the move. So again, I do apologize. It's, it's, the, it's the end of the thing, though. It's the end of the thing. It'll never come back again. So having said that, you got the apology. You received it, and forgiveness is one of those things we're going to be talking about tonight, so you have to forgive us. <laughs> And we have to release it. So we thank you, Father, for this gathering. I thank you for all those that gathered to hear your word, whether they're live with us now or they're going to catch this on a rebroadcast. I submit myself to you, Holy Spirit, and I thank you for perfecting all of the things that concern us. Oh, you do. You really, really do. I thank you for the message of the kingdom that you have given us the power, the grace to overcome, to withstand all the fiery darts, to be able to quench those. To walk with you and talk with you and to be with you. I thank you for how you open up your word to us tonight. I am the vessel that you're speaking through, but I am also a student and I am sitting at your feet to hear what it is that you have to say to us. Lord, thank you for this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Let me give you all just a few things that, uh, I want you to know about how this is going to run. Tonight, this Facebook Live is the opening teaching. And then what's going to happen is I'm actually going to sit down later this week and I'm going to, to teach the lessons for next week and for the rest of the month of November. I guess it'll be November then. Also, another thing that's going to happen is that I will come on, you'll, you'll get the notification from our nifty flyer when we're going to be doing another live broadcast. And then there may, there very well will be five minute, 10 minute or 15 minute teachings that I'm going to, we're gonna have uploaded, especially if you all have questions. And I'm asking you to post questions on the website. We have a team, um, one of our ministers, Frederick Johnson, is there monitoring this particular site and this broadcast. So you'll see him doing a lot of posting. And he is also the one that will take your questions and be able to get them back to us so that we can, if we answer online on the live night, we will. But also we're going to be answering these questions throughout. I want to invite you to really get acquainted with the Astounding Love uh, Facebook page because that's going to be where a lot of our interaction is. At some point, we'll probably in, um, open it up to a different kind of group that's a part of that. But for tonight, we're gonna just test the, the waters and see uh, just what it is that we need to do. Uh, another thing I wanna let you know, so I'm, what I'm trying to say there is I'm going to be paying attention to what's going on and you're gonna keep hearing from us. So write your questions. It doesn't matter if the broadcast is live or not. We will be monitoring that. Make sure also that if you are new to this, that you click on that page, on the Astounding Love page that says notify me when something is happening. You wanna know when we're uploading and you wanna know when we're going live because we're not necessarily gonna be able to send links to everybody, darling, but we definitely will be responding to you because we want to interact and we all wanna to grow together. So I think those are the basic things. I'm knowing me, knowing my team, anything I've left out, and it is a team. Um, 
we will go on from there. I want to say thank you to Leslie and to Crystal because they have taken time out of their schedule to be able to help us with this. And Crystal, most of, she's the producer of this particular program. And I really have to give a shout out to her because this woman has been running up and down the freeway. She has had her whole life disrupted by a lot of the things that are going on, but she's coming through as gold and she's coming through as a trooper. So I'm publicly thanking her for with, uh, you know, just thank you, Crystal, for all of these things that you're doing. Now, when she and Leslie get together, they're like two toddlers and they sit next to each other and they point and they talk. So if you hear me, if you see my eyes grow really big for a minute, I'm looking at those two like, you better behave or I'll have to come over there. Um, we're gonna have a lot of fun as we do this. We are gonna talk about the kingdom. This is not going to be that long. I can go, oh honey, I can talk when it comes to, about the, to pertaining to the things of God. But we're gonna try to keep this format to about an hour. And most of my teachings probably will be about 45 minutes. I cannot promise you that because when Holy Spirit has something to say, he's going to say it. But basically, that's my understanding of the general thing. So tonight, we're going to introduce what Kingdom 101 relationships is. There are a lot of different uh, type of relationships. There's a lot of things we can talk about in Kingdom 101. And yes, I wrote a book by that title. You do not have to have the book. It's, it's a loose textbook. I like the book. I recommend it. But you're not required to it. There's no cost for this. This is the regular Wednesday night Bible study for our ministry. So the, the shout out to the folks that are part of Astounding Love with the terms of the offerings and so forth. You're not required, students, to, to do any of that. You do what God says. I'm going to prick you tonight. I promise you that. You will um, bleed a little bit, but you'll get healed real quick. Because we're going to have to bust myths. That's something my apostle, Dr. Baker, always says. We are myth busters within this ministry. And I believe, no, I know that there are a lot of lies, a lot of traditions that we have taken on in the name of Christianity that don't have anything whatsoever to do with the kingdom. And it is my honor and my pleasure to be able to be one that takes the, the sword and cuts those things so that the poisons that have ruined the way that we are meant to live our lives can drain from us and we can be cleansed, cauterized by the power of the, of the blood of Jesus. And we can be able to go on and not only be productive, but effective. And we can affect the atmosphere around us. So the intent and the purpose of everything that we say is to establish the kingdom of God and to annihilate, a word you'll get very used to me saying, uh, annihilate all of the wrong thoughts and beliefs and the, and the hang-ups and the things that have, have kept us earthbound when we are supposed to come from an ascended place. So we're going to establish one thing, that the Bible shows us that God's patterns, or the Bible shows us God's patterns for all relationships. And Jesus Christ is the pattern. So when we look at him and we look at not only Jesus as of Nazareth in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, but we look at Jesus as he's being talked about all throughout the epistles, the letters, the rest of what we refer to as the New Covenant, the New, the New Testament, and look at him in Revelation and see that the lamb and the lion, oh, it's two totally different outbreaks, and that we get to be a part of something that is bigger than ourselves because all of this is about unity and all of this is about patterns and all of this is about covenant and all of this is about the heart of the father and the son and also about the wedding the big wedding so that's what i, I want to establish and i will post that's my last little thing here we will either post them on facebook usually what we'll do is put the links 
when I get these documents uploaded to the website. We will post the links for you to be able to click on and you'll just be able to download the study notes and the materials. They're not quite ready for you yet because they're still in Lanzine uh, language and that's not good for you. <laughs> so let me give you the overview. The overview is the first lesson in our series, Kingdom 101, Relationships. Relationships, we're going to look at that. Our objective in this journey is to learn or to improve upon our ability to listen for and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in all of our interpersonal encounters with others. To my note takers, you don't have to write all that down. This page you will be getting. So you'll be able to refer back to it, highlight it, underline it, mark it up, and, and make it your own. That's what I'm going to tell you to do. So everything I'm reading from in terms of documents, you will actually have. I'm going to give them to you in short doses or small, what is the word? Not doses. It would be servings because I can write a lot. All right. So we're going to, our objective is to learn and improve or improve upon our ability to listen for and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in all of our interpersonal encounters with others. And this is far more than a mere Bible study on the topic of relationships. We are looking at our learned and developed patterns of obedience, whether we are obeying God, man, or the devil. We're going to look at how we, what we obey, what voice we follow, because at the end of the day, we want to eliminate the voice of man, and we want to eliminate the voice of, of the devil, and we want to listen only to the voice of God, which, by the way, he's given you 66 books in which you can hear the things that he has to say, all right? Um, so in the process, we're going to determine what to keep and what to discard, trash, throw away, you know, round file, however you want to call it. We that choose to participate in this kingdom of God journey have chosen to learn how to abide in his rest. That's what this is about, to enter into the rest of God on this side of eternity. There's a rest to be found on this side. I know they say rest in peace. Well, rest in peace here. So, because peace is a sword, peace is a shield, peace is a, is a weapon, peace is a, is a factor of, uh, and, and a byproduct of the kingdom of God, and peace is needed in the earth, and you and I are meant to be vessels that carry peace in these, earth, in these earthen vessels that we are. So these are the things we're going to look at, we, that choose to participate, we're choosing, have chosen to learn how to abide in his rest on this side of eternity, and this is life on earth. As we live from our seated position in heaven this is intentional write this down even though you get the notes or highlight it when you get them intentional superhuman living say it with me intentional intentional superhuman superhuman living living that's what this is about it's not mere human existence so there, you've already got the separation. You can be a Christian and have a really great human existence, or you can be in the kingdom and you can live the superhuman, intentional superhuman life. That's what you're called to. You're called to a greatness that is bigger than that is bigger than anything that you can accomplish on your own. So as we begin, I'm exhorting you to take these lessons personally. Take this as something God is saying to you. You are the called out, the chosen. That's what ecclesia means, the called out, the church. And you are meant to take every word from the spirit of the living God personally, not impersonally, not as an observation, not just, oh, that was a really great scripture and I really enjoyed that. No, God is talking to you. And when 
I don't know about you, but when I have an actual interactive dialogue with somebody, I don't want to be the only one talking. That's why we ask for questions. Let's interact. And that's what this word, this word of God is doing. It's saying, I'm talking to you and I want you to talk back to me. We are to intercourse. And I'm getting ahead of myself, but I get excited about this. Okay. So every kingdom of God pattern of obedience have been, has been established by the Lord Jesus Christ. And his patterns keep us in alignment with the heart and the will of the Father. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is our guide and he is our helper. So that's something that you have to know is that he is our teacher, our guide, and our helper. And although it won't be taught in this class to my current knowledge, this message that we're teaching in Kingdom 101 Relationships is aligned with sound teachings that come from um, some very esteemed apostles that I know of and, and Bible teachers. Uh, at that point, I'll just put them as Bible teachers, but they're more than that. But they teach about the patterns of the tabernacles of Moses and Solomon and Yeshua Jesus. And when you learn about the patterns of the tabernacle and you see the different things that are within it, then you start to um, really be able to align with all of this message. I will put that kind of th stuff or we will put those references or even links to some of these teachers uh, on the site at, at, at a given point to refer you so that you can but the tabernacle message that teaching is is lifelong okay it's not something again that you can just get quick and go yes I know this the scholars that I know that teach this the men and women of God that teach on this they are forever studying it they are forever immersing themselves and that's the whole life of the kingdom. It's all about kingdom, 24-7, 365 plus one. So there isn't, is there any time that I can take off from the kingdom? No. Okay, so <laughs> there's nothing else to say. No. All right. So here's a kingdom mindset nugget for you. A lot will be said concerning having, putting on, and letting the mind of Christ lead the way. It's all about that. Put on this mind. Let this mind, you know, have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And allow that and, and so forth and so on. We have this mind and we hold the thoughts, intents, and purposes of it. I mentioned scriptures. Sometimes I'll give you addresses. Sometimes I will not. You look them up. You know I said a scripture. If you're familiar with any of this, Frederick is most likely going to tell you a lot of these things anyway. But these are scriptures. When he posts those types of things on the site... Do yourself a favor, write them down, write them down, put them in a journal in your notebook. I'm hoping you have a binder or, or pieces of loose leaf paper that you'll be able to put in a binder that you'll be able to take notes on this because you miss out sometimes when you say to yourself, oh, I'm going to go back and get it. But sometimes you don't. There's always something new and exciting happening on the, on the internet. So you may not go back and get what it is that you have need of. Um, so another thing I want is every point made in this class is foundational to the thinking process and to the thinking process for my Canadian friends um, of the kingdom of the mindset of, of Jesus. It is foundational. Every point we make in this class is foundational. Everything we're doing right now, it's 101. So we're laying a foundation and, and you, it's going to be repetitious. We're going to repeat it over and over. And I know you eat more than once a day, and I know you eat more than one day a week. So don't 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 have an attitude about this. Oh well, you've already said that. Yeah, and you ate too. And you probably had something to drink. I don't know how many of you drink a lot of coffee. I only do what one cup a day. But you know, I had coffee yesterday, so I'm not having it today. Oh yes, I am. 
So you have the word every day. This is what I want you to see. This is your everyday daily bread, everyday food. Every day, every day, every day. Please tell me you brush your teeth every day. Every day you wash your face. There are things you do every day. This is that, okay? This is every day. And I need to come at this because we're going to weed out anybody that thought this was just going to be cute and for fun. No, this is serious life or death. It's actually eternal life and death to the things that... Uh, would try to hinder you move on woman move on let's keep going so as we press on here's a suggestion as you read through the material the scriptures the statements or the discussion points I want you to take a few moments to pray intentionally in tongues that's a big word for me intentionally pray intentionally in tongues on purpose I call it or we call it focus prayer you're praying in tongues with the scripture, with the statement, or with the discussion point in your mind. The very thing you read or heard, you're going to mud, mull that. Um, you're going to meditate on that. You're going to mull over it. And you're going to um, brood over it. And you're going to incubate it. And you're going to keep talking to the Holy Spirit, praying in tongues as you're thinking. What does this mean? What are you saying to me? And you're going to start pushing yourself through, pushing to breakthroughs, pushing to a greater understanding, pushing to revelation that you got from this our impartation. I'm imparting to you. He reveals it to you. I impart to you. He reveals to you. When you go after this, when you go after it for the chewing of it and for the, and for the digestion of it, you're going to start having the understanding of the kingdom that the, the Bible says you don't need men to teach you. You need the Spirit of God to teach you. You need the Holy Spirit. We all do to be able to tell us what it is that he wants us to know. Because, you know, I have sort of a lesson plan, but he is the lesson planner. He is the one that is in charge of. He's the dean of us all. And he has our, our lesson plan and what it is that he wants us to learn and how he wants us to learn it and why he wants us to learn it. All of the W questions are being answered by the spirit of the living God. So you want to do this because you're looking to see what he's saying. Because you've chosen to seek him, the true prophetic teacher, to give you a personal insight into how these kingdom truths are to be applied to your life and to your style of living. This, again, is intentional superhuman life. That's what we're talking about. It is living on purpose a better life, a better life from heaven than you could on earth without God. I don't care how much money or any of the other things we have. This is the pattern that it was followed by Jesus. And so we don't do less than that. He only did what he saw his father do and said what he heard his father say. That's intentional, superhuman life. And that's the Christ life. That's the kingdom life. That is the life that we live because who are we? We're the body of Christ. That means the body does what the head says to do. And we keep flowing with that. All right. So I want you also, and these are some other points that be broken down. You're going to listen and look for the voice of his testimony as you're going on. As with what is being spoken and all the rest. Every aspect of his being has a voice and it bears record and gives testimony in heaven and earth to all that he speaks through his word. You'll find that in 1 John. Scripture interprets scripture. So you're going to look for scriptures that will abide. They want to come alive and stay in you. The word itself is life, but I mean come alive inside of you. Just spark something in you so that you're lit up on the inside. And you are always, always, always ready to release the word that the, that the Spirit of God, that the life of God has for others, okay? So our focus, as we're talking about relationships, we're going to define it very briefly. And we're looking at the, the quality of every one of our relationships and so forth. So I'll, I'll come back to that and just talk this. 
These are what your points of study are. Kingdom, I call these kingdom relationships absolute. These have no gray area. This is just it straight out, all right? Number one, we define relationship. Uh, according to just a, a regular dictionary, it's defined as association, a connection, an affiliation, a rapport, a bond, a liaison, a link, and a correlation. Those are some of the words, or correlation, those are some of the words that are used to define what a relationship is. Now, God has, in his word, you'll hear references to friendship, there's close friendship, covenant, and so forth. Covenant is relationship, but we are going to look at a lot of different uh, ships, okay? And, and I'll get to that in a moment. But here are your absolutes. Number one, all kingdom relationships are rooted in the king. All kingdom relationships are rooted in the king. So, will we be getting that in our notes? Yes, right here. You will be, okay? But you can still write it down if you want. All kingdom relationships are rooted in the king. I didn't hear you say that. Come on, say it. All, I did all, not hear you. Kingdom, kingdom relationships, relationships are rooted in the king. Are rooted in the king. Because you're going to have to keep telling yourself that. All right. Every relationship is patterned after Jesus. Thus, we are to submit to, to receive, and to be joyous in every relationship that we are given. And he gives us quite a few. We're going to look at the different types, all right? But every relationship is patterned. Every relationship that you have is patterned after Jesus. I know they're not, but, they're sh but they should be. Every relationship that you have is to be patterned after Jesus. Every relationship, see what I mean by repetition? Because some people didn't want to hear it the first or the second time, but you can only la, 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 la so long, all right? Every relationship is patterned after Jesus. Thus, we are to submit to, receive, and be joyous in every relationship that we are given. What about the ones we're not given? Pay attention, class. Let's just stay on point. Okay. If the relationship is not rooted in the king, it is not kingdom. Exclamation. I need to exclamatory. That's an exclamatory comment. If your relationship is not rooted in the king, it is not kingdom. Oh, boy. Woo. I can feel it. What? What are you saying? What are you saying? No, what you're doing is trying to hide those relationships. It's not going to work. We're shining a light on this. If the relationship is not rooted in the king, it's not kingdom. I didn't say you didn't have a relationship. I said it's not kingdom. You're not going to be able to, you know, take some dirty pig and spray it with perfume and call it sweet smelling. No, if it's not rooted in him, meaning if God doesn't have a say in it, it's not from him. It's not of him. It's illegal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is illegal. And this includes our relationship with self. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read something out of my book. Uh, I'm going to read on page 22 and 23. It's a book quote. Uh, I think it starts there. And um, you, again, you don't have to have the book, but for those of you that do, um, I'm looking at them with big eyes now. Um, it comes from the place that's called uh, Faith to See. The scripture reference is 1 Samuel 16, 7b, which says, For the Lord sees not as man sees. For man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Now, this is about relationships. This is about how we see things and where we look at. And again, that's 1 Samuel 16, 7b. It says, Contrary to what you may think, it is not your calling to be a good Christian. You were never meant to believe or see your relationship with the Lord as a duty 
or as an exercise in religious behavior modification. You won't be able to walk in the authority of the kingdom with that kind of thinking. Instead, you'll fall into the miry deception of performance mode salvation. Maybe you're familiar with these type of faulty thought lines. I have to be good so that God will love me. He loves me when I'm good, do everything right, but not when I'm bad, make mistakes. And since I'm usually bad, I don't qualify for God's love. Well, I'm here to tell you that's a lie. But it was, it was a demonic outlook that I believed was true. And subsequently, I saw myself through the eyes of a self-condemning sinner. I viewed my past as an ever-present part of my identity, and I became convinced that God looked at me through the same lens that I used. Have you ever done that? God looks at me through the lens I use. No, he doesn't. He, looks at, he, gives, he provides the lens that he wants me to see myself through. And we're going to really dig into that. We're going to expose hurts and wounds. We're going to lance some things and cut some things and open these things up. You're going to be healed. You're going to be made whole. That's what the whole point of this, the objective is. It's not to condemn. There is no condemnation in anything that is being said. But what we are doing is pointing to the places where the devil has been in your details. And we're going to get him out. Understand that. You have authority to do that. All right. Um, I viewed my past as an ever-present -pre part of my identity. And I became convinced that God looked at me through the same lens that I used. But he doesn't use my lens. Now that's 1 Samuel 16, 7. God, man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And God loves, and also Isaiah 55, verses 7 through 9, which Frederick can go ahead and post, but those are the scriptures. You see, God loves, accepts, forgives, and cleanses us because he wants to. Nothing you said, nothing you begged for made it happen. This is the same pursuit of love. You're going to have to understand because love is in every relationship. And that's another um, absolute I'll get to. Uh, so at that time, I said I did not know how to take my faith and fully embrace the truth that my Heavenly Father looks at me through the lens provided by the blood of Jesus. He sees the atoning sacrifice that Jesus made in my place. My debt to the past has been paid. And Jesus has also conquered sin and death and the evil in this present dark world. That means that's the ascended life, the power that we have to be able to overcome everything that comes against us. And too many of us give too much credit to the wrong source, to the wrong, to the demonic, and you don't give God the credit, the glory, the, 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 the recognition by actually, it's not just speaking about what God, how good God is, but it's demonstrating and allowing your life to be a demonstration of the goodness of God. That's something that we're going to have to really uh, begin to put ourselves into. So it says, my debt to the past has been paid. And according to Romans 6.11, I consider myself also dead to sin. And my relation to it broken, but alive to God. So I live in an unbroken fellowship with him in Christ Jesus. But since I did not know how to use God's faith to see his picture on me, I missed out on much needed outpourings of the Father's love, acceptance, forgiveness, and cleansing. Some people think God just pours his love out when you have these wonderful moments with him. His love is being poured out right now. It's always being poured out. It's always, it's, it, there is an, a constant rain, a constant pouring, a constant flow, a river of this. It, see, the love of God is everywhere. You can access it at any given time because it's not something that you earn. It's something that you already have. Let me bust a myth for you. Some of you single people, some of you unhappy married people, people who are living miserable lives, you sit there and you say to yourself, 
I've just never been loved. Nobody's ever loved me. You know, I was in a relationship with this person and they mistreated me. I was in with this one and they did this to me. I've just never been loved. And you love the drama of that, but you're actually lying. You see, because in order for it to be so, that you were never, ever loved, nobody's ever loved me, then God must have had a moment in, in, in existence when he did not love you. And that's not true. Now, you may not have experienced the love uh, of God through people, but that's just because you're around the wrong people. And sometimes you've been that wrong people, you know? So what I want you to get in your mind, write this down, please. You have always been loved. Whether you were a sinner out there doing your crazy stuff, okay? Or the day you got born from above, when you got born from above and then you blew it because you went back to the old thing and it didn't work. Uh, you done all this kind of crazy stuff and you think, oh, I lost the love of God. You have never lost the love of God a day in your life. And the reason that I can say that is because God does not base his love on for you on what you do. If he did, we'd all be in trouble. Okay? I would. So what I'm saying, and I really am going to keep saying it until you start saying it, and then you start saying it to somebody else, is I have always been loved. Nobody knows. Nobody loves me. I've always, oh, stop it already. It's not <laughs> true. It's not true. What part of you, let me just jump in your business. I said I was going to teach prophetically, not pathetically. What part of you is so caught up on that drama of this sad, sad story? <laughs> I've never been loved a day in my life, and you've been lying all this time to yourself and others. You've been lying on God because God is love. So he hasn't ceased to be. Therefore, you have never gone a day without being loved. And if you have believed that today, I challenge you to give it up. Give up that lie. Chuck that sucker out the window. You know, there's a fly flying around the house. I don't even understand why. So every once in a while, I might make a little appearance on the camera. It wasn't you like, what What was that? It was the fly trying to get its, uh, it's going to die. I'm just telling you now, you came into my presence, you will die. All right. Anyway, I want you to say that to yourself, though. I want you to recognize, no, um, if I believe that I have never been loved, then I'm creating a mindset that is different from the mind of Christ because Jesus never spent a day on this earth I just wish you would have loved me better Jesus, uh, Lord or you know father um, he always said I thank you that you love me you love me you love me you love me father loves me the father loves me he's singing this song um, you need to sing yours I'm loved by God I actually wrote a song about that I may sing it for you sometime not today uh, but I will because I like to do that but are you catching this? And if you are, and I was talking to you, then you need to let us know that on the site. And Frederick will count all that. Today, you decide to receive the love of God. Today, I want to tell you something. Apostle Baker, actually, on her program, really telling it like it is last night, she ministered on the difference between uh, everybody wants to run around with the orphan spirit. How about you run around with the righteousness? How about you run around with the spirit of adoption? You know, the Bible says that we have the spirit of adoption. So I have nobody. You don't adopt somebody you don't love. You know, we have been adopted by God. I am loved by God. I am loved by God. I am loved by God. I want you to recognize that means you don't run around trying to get God to love you. See, we had to stop everything just to address this issue because it really is that important, okay? 
it really is that important. You are loved by God. You don't have to earn it. You couldn't. What, what could you do? Could you dress up really well? Could you learn every scripture? Could you be nice to everybody? Could you, I mean, what could you do? There's nothing that you can do. There's nothing that you have to do. But I invite you to submit to it and then receive it. Lord, I submit to this as a truth that you love me. Because we're going to have to take that love into every relationship that we have in order for us to be able to do the things that, that, that can be hard for us to do. All right, let me go on and finish this. I said, since I did not know how to use God's faith to see his picture of me, I missed out on much needed outpourings of the Father's love, acceptance, forgiveness, and cleansing. All of his goodness was available to me just for the receiving. And as it was for me, so it is for you. Truly he has borne our griefs, our sicknesses, our weaknesses and distresses, and carried our sorrows and our pains of punishment. That's a paraphrase or a portion of Isaiah 58, 4, the first part. He himself, it says, bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. That's 1 Peter 2, 24. Okay. I had not grasped the importance of taking his free will offering or gift to me by faith. Free will gift. So I did not experience the benefits and the blessings of sonship. Instead, I continued to flail about in my futile effort to be a good Christian. My choice to believe what the voices of my past told me about my future with God contributed to my constantly double or constant double-minded state. I was a new creature in Christ, and I was outwardly vocal about God's goodness, but inwardly, I still held on to the old things that had passed away, which is what 2 Corinthians 5.17 is about. And maybe that's you. You've been living a hypocrite's life. You're telling all the right stuff. You, you, you got on... Before this C-19 mess ever happened, you were wearing a mask, and you're still wearing it. That's why it's so easy to wear one now. But I'm going to challenge you to take off the phoniness, and take off the pretense, and take off the hypocrisy, and breathe. Let the Spirit of God breathe through you, because you are suffocating, and you don't have to. You don't have to posture yourself. You don't have to look good for everybody else. You understand? What you've got to do is learn that you were called to be authentic in this earth. Kingdom is authentic. It is not um, what you call uh, plan B. I'm going to get through these and then I'll call for questions. All right. So the next thing is, again, this absolute. If the relationship is not rooted in the king, it is not kingdom. This includes our relationship with self, okay? It's a book quote. Um, okay. So the next thing is, um, it's not kingdom. It includes, this includes our relationship with self. All kingdom relationships conform to the image of Christ. Okay? Do you get that? Mm -hmm. Raise your hand. All kingdom relationships all conform. Kingdom say it. All kingdom relationships, all kingdom relationships conform, conform to the image, to the image of, Christ. of Christ. Now put your hand on your head and go, yay, that's me. Yay, yay that's, that's me. me. All right, I'm telling you. Okay, now I messed my hair up. Okay, all kingdom relationships conform to the image of Christ. All, A-L-L, -L, all kingdom relationships. Not the other ones. Okay, every relationship we have is rooted in love for someone, something, or some desire, or some belief, right? 
Now, I want to explore just the tiniest little bit what I mean about that. But every relationship we have is rooted in love for someone, something, or some desire, or some belief. That's, um, I'm going to talk temperament for a few moments and get to that. So let me come back to that, number five. I may move it out of order. Obedience is a factor in every relationship. This is an absolute, whether kingdom or otherwise. There is an obedience that is there. You're obeying somebody, whether you're obeying God or you're obeying the devil or you're obeying what somebody else told you and whoever they spoke for. But you're always obeying something in a relationship. <laughs> and when we get more into it, as we get more into it, you see why. So let me tell you why. Vital component, components or expectations are a part of relationship. And I want to get to that one too. But let me talk about the ships, the relationships, so that you see where I'm going with this. You have relationships with food. You have relationships with money. You have a relationship with time. You have relationship with God. That's the four, first and foremost. You have a relationship with yourself, which many times we neglect. You have a relationship with family. If you're married, you have a relationship with your spouse. If you're a parent, you have a relationship with your children. You have, or, or your relationship with your own parents or cousins and brothers and sisters and other people in the body of Christ. You have a relationship with uh, how you spend your time. You're, you have relationships or soul ties or all kinds of connections. Um, your, what is your relationship like with food? What is your relationship like with fitness and health? What is your relationship like with the way you handle money? What is your relationship like with time? You see, it's a whole bunch of things, things that you set your affections on. What is your relationship with social media? Things that you put your hopes in, things that you put your expectations in because the components or, or expectations of relationship include um, intercourse or an exchange if it's a, a physical or sexual one but intercourse is about talking or communicating with someone it's a, it's a back and forth an ebb and flow regardless of what it is so it's talk it's intimacy it's hearing it's listening it's believing it's knowing it's giving it's receiving it's learning it's growing it's being vulnerable being transparent these are some of the ships we have we have friendships we have courtships. You'll find these in the Word of God, and we're gonna in the lessons as we go on. We're gonna look at these different things. We have acquaintanceships. We have fellowships. There's headship. There's guardianship. There's companionship. There's friendship. There's a lot of ships out there, and sometimes you're on two ships just passing in the night. You know, <laughs> um, you know, sometimes the folks that you're in, in ship with, y'all not on the same ship. You just have to locate, identify, recognize. And it, it creates better understanding. The best way to see all these ships is from the seat above, to look at it, not try to look at it from your flesh, because every time you look at relationships through your flesh, your emotions get all caught up and mess up everything. They really do. Because uh, you love somebody, then somebody don't love you, and then you gotta sing those songs from the radio or from uh, 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 whatever it is that people listen to music on these days, all right? And um, so I wanna, in these last few, uh, this little last bit of time before we get to the questions I want to talk this I want to ask some questions here first of all do you have joy in your relationships we want to know about this you want to know about this you're going to do your own study on this stuff we naturally look at relationships from an earthbound perspective you see that's how we do it in the kingdom everything we look at is seen from the king's point of view point of view is very important and there's only one in the kingdom. It's how the king sees it. Again, your scripture. I only do what I see my father do because that's his point of view. I only say what I hear him say because 
that's what he wants. It's it's not, uh, but did you look at some of the things Jesus did? If you think, oh, drudgery, whoa, despair, and all that kind of stuff. Did you see the things Jesus did? He got to raise the dead. He walked on water. He walked through uh, piles and uh, uh, people that were trying to push him off a cliff. And he supernaturally got to walk through. He moved in the realm of the spirit. He did superhuman things. He got to tell sickness and disease to flee. He showed his authority over it. He got to absolutely annihilate the works of darkness everywhere he went. Because that's what he saw the Father do. And because that's what he heard the Father say. So if you think, oh, God is going to make me give up donuts or whatever it is that you think, you're missing, you're, you're totally earthbound in your understanding. This is where we want to raise the expectation and move aside from all of the other kind of things. You know, raise your hand up, put your hand up, do, 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 do all that kind of stuff because there's so much more to God than you've given God credit for having. There's so much more to who he is and what this life in the kingdom is than what you have allowed yourself to believe. You see, it's not a fantasy. It's not a fairy tale. It's the kingdom of God. And all of the other stuff is going to pass away, but he is still going to be here. You get this? Seriously. All right. So what relationships do you have in your life that you consider to be strictly personal? Let me read this other sentence again. In the kingdom, everything we look at is seen from the king's point of view. Everything. So, what relationships do you have in your life, I have to say it with a smile, that you consider to be strictly personal? God is not in this. God is not in this. This, this thing, this is, this is going to pass away anyway. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. I know this is wrong. But God's not in it. I'm not, I know God's not in it. And I'm not trying to bring God in it. Well, then you're going to be stuck in it until you do. <laughs> See, there's that drama again. I just want, no, don't, don't, don't sing that mess. Hear me. Hear me clearly. Because, honey, once upon a time, I was the poster child for how dumb can you get. I decided I didn't want that title anymore. But I had the sash. I had the, the little broken crock pot of a crown and and I had all of the other things because I really really personified how dumb can you get how can you look at the the truth and still go and still fall for the dumb you know uh, and all that kind of stuff a lot of people are competing for that crown now but I'm not one of them what relationships do you have in your life that you consider to be strictly personal I asked it again because it's not going to go away until you make some decisions to get it out of your life. What are your secret hidden relationships? And let me say this, it might just be a secret obsession with a food, with a, a video game, with a person, with a TV show, with a, I'm fascinated by watching my neighbor because he leaves his blinds open or I don't know what it is, or gossip. I just, I, I, I've gotten rid of everything else, but I just love to talk about people, and I love to fault find, or I love to complain, or, you know, what relationship do you have in your life? And I'm going to take a real big guess here, that the relationship that you have in your life that you consider to be strictly personal is the one that you have with yourself, and that's the one where you need the oxygen of God. You need him in that life. Huh, we do. We really do. So is your personal life strictly personal or does God have the, uh, the, the final say in what it is that you will do or believe? Is he your source, the truth, or do you have options A, B, and C? 
because you got to get rid of two of them the ones that are not God you got to get rid of that why why and I will ask you why would you ask other than because it's totally wrecking your destiny fulfillment possibility that's why that's a big expression we'll get back into that too um, in other words, I'm asking, what relationships do you have where you are in charge? And God, who is the Lord, does not get preeminence. Now, Bible scholars, did you know that Lord means owner? He's the owner. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the owner. And once more, say it with me, he is the, what's the word? owner let's try it again he's the, the owner yeah okay so when you um he meet he's the owner that means that when you were having a depletion and you don't have enough of anything you still have more than enough because he is more than enough you see so he fills all of the gaps and he answers all the questions i'm going to Ask these last things, give you one more comment, and then we'll call for questions, okay? Uh, there are three areas of relationship that we're going to look at very closely in this next week that we want to pursue with God at the helm. These three relationships are turnaround relationships. Oh, I'm sorry, four. Um, the first one is I want to ask you to ask yourself, and this is a good place where you do focus prayer because the Holy Spirit is the person to answer these questions for you. He's going to answer you. If you will pray, now this is, as I said at the top of this, with the nuggets, you ask this question and you pray in tongues and you focus on this question in your mind until the answer starts to come. Sometimes it's quick, sometimes it isn't. Sometimes you'll get it in a day, sometimes you'll have to do it over the course of the week. But if you are persistent and you really want this, I have no doubt whatsoever that he will answer you. What is my relationship? This is my your questions for yourself. What is my relationship with God? That's going to be at the beginning of all four questions. So the only thing you have to say is the words, uh, it's God and, and all you need to do is fill in the last word. What is my relationship with God and love? There's all kinds of love, all kinds of affection. So it's a very big question that you're going to, we're going to break, we're going to have to narrow it down because by itself, it's so general. So I don't know which love you need to focus on first, but I'm going to tell you just to take a small bite. My love for, my love of, or something like that. And, and you know what? He's saying, say this, what is my relationship with God and love for myself? What is my relationship with God and love for myself? You're asking how, how much of that love, you know, self-love. I'm not talking earthly, sensual, devilish. I'm talking about allowing the love of God to penetrate you. We talked about it earlier, okay, that you're going to have to receive these things. You, you have to cease and desist. You're going to discover how many times you're doing, you're, you're doing things to try to get love, whether it's from other people, you're looking for approval. How many of you, you go back when you're on Facebook, you got to see who liked your post, and you're looking to see if anybody liked your post, and if only one person liked your comment, then maybe you feel, i got to try harder, I have to say something else. Why are you doing that? 
Why do you need so much approval from other people? This is all about love here, okay? This is all about love. I told you, she knows where the cut's coming. So we're cutting because we're almost done. What is my relationship with God and money? Money. Yeah, the spendable stuff. How I think about it. Not just how much of it you do or do not have. How do I pursue it? Um, what do I believe that God believes about money? How much money am I supposed to have? Or uh, how much money do I have to give? And how much money, you know, this and that and the other. I just, it's a general question. You will be the one that starts when your prayer time with the Holy Spirit. He will give you a piece of it. He will break off a piece of this to talk to you about the sin that so easily besets you about the thing that's going on within you that is so not kingdom. It is so not kingdom. This is what we're talking about. You have a relationship with money. Even if you, I don't have no relationship with money. Money never comes to me. I, don't have, I ain't got no money. How are you going to talk about I got a relationship? That is a relationship right there. How you think about it and what you say about it. What you expect. What you do not expect. All those things we talked about before. Remember, relationships. There is an expectation. There is an intercourse. There is a talk. There is an intimacy. There is hearing, listening, believing. There is learning. And the two I want to look at, vulnerability and transparency. So you have relationships with all of these different things. But you have not, you may have an acquaintanceship, you may have all these other things, different aspects of it. But if you don't ever know what you really think and what you believe and all this other stuff, you will never exercise kingdom authority over the things that you're supposed to exercise authority over. You will be controlled by a need for things that you're not supposed to need. God meets the needs that we have. But some of the things that you claim to need are not under the auspices of the kingdom of God. They are things that pertain to the flesh, to the earthly, the sensual, and the devilish. And it is kicking your tail. And I would think, I would hope, that you would want it to stop. Am I being too rough on you? No. <laughs> I'm being very gentle and sweet, actually. Um, what is my relationship with God and forgiveness? Now I'm in your face. Okay? Because... If I had said, what is my relationship with God and, and, and uh, I, don't know, I can name anything, applesauce at this point, you would prefer that. But what is your capacity for forgiveness? Remember we said love. Every single relationship is tempered by, fueled by, rooted in love. And forgiveness is an act of love. Unforgiveness, bitterness, disapproval, complaining, judging, backbiting, talking about folks, and all of that cycle of downward cycle are things that take you outside of kingdom, uh, kingdom privilege, kingdom honor, kingdom power, kingdom overcoming, because your capacity for forgiveness is as big as Jesus's. But you and I have got to allow that to be. How do I know? Because anybody that hung on a cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And every time, according to 1 John 1, 9, we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, which is why forgiveness or uh, confession of sin and repentance are not the same thing. But I'll go into that a little bit later. 
confessing that sin and receiving the forgiveness means you walk away from there without the guilt and you quit with all this nonsense and I heard somebody say this on a zoom call today so I'm gonna bring it out too <laughs> this whole sin I'm so conscious of I'm just a sinner saved by grace no you can't be because in the kingdom you're not a sinner you're a citizen you're a son but you're not a sinner so where is this mixture of identification coming from earthly sensual devilish religious tradition it's not coming from the kingdom oops we just popped another one so what is my relationship with God and forgiveness this is talking about first uh, Isaiah 1 19 if you be willing and obedient you will eat the good of the land how willing are you to forgive I don't think God and I need to have there ain't money I can't forgive them that's a lie because Jesus did so you can you don't want to forgive them that's talking about stubbornness witchcraft and rebellion okay so what is my relationship with God and time well speaking of time she should be almost done by now how you spend your time you spend it you know it's like currency how are you spending it how much of it does he get well you act like God's going to try to take it all well of course he is <laughs> owner owner <laughs> owner and king absolutely but he only wants our time to deploy us to places where he can expand it stretch it bend it do all kinds of amazing wonderful things so those are some of the things that we're going to be breaking down a whole lot more in the course of the week. I'm going to give you something personal, but I'm going to ask, did I have questions before we go to this? Mm -hmm. Frederick, I don't seem to have any, so okay. Um, do I have any comments that I need to know about? all about love um, I need to talk to you. it's all about love amen amazing with Jesus but if not careful we get tied up and greedy about money we're not even talking about being greedy with money you are right but what we're really talking about right now is how you think about it okay at the time I thank you for saying that you see at the top of this it said everything is about the mind right that we're looking at how he thinks so everything about kingdom <clears throat> At the top of it and the bottom of it and in the middle we are looking at to improve upon our ability to listen for and to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in all of our interpersonal encounters with others as well as with ourselves so what we're looking for is our what are our learned and developed patterns of obedience whether we obey God we obey man man in this case being ourselves or the devil and in the process we're going to determine what to keep and what to discard so every kingdom of God pattern of obedience has been established by the Lord Jesus Christ that's why it's we have the mind of Christ we hold the thoughts and the intents and the purposes of his heart so since there's no greed in Christ it's not about being careful about being greedy it's about getting rid of the beliefs that you have the desperation the fear and all of the other uh, torment and all of the demonic stuff that does not belong in you anymore as a kingdom vessel so it's it's coming from a high place instead of the norm place we we've got all these formulas in the body for how to do this and how to do that but in the kingdom you throw all that mess out and instead there's only one focus is how God wants it and when you can see it clearly that way I grew up in a house where 
Mom set the standard for the cleanliness of the house. You know, this is the way we do it. There's an established pattern for how this family is to function. This is what the king is saying. There's an established pattern that will cause you to rise above any possibility of ever walking in greed because that's a poverty mentality. That's what that is. And there is no poverty in the kingdom. So when we start striking it by calling it what it really is, then it's very simple because you're going to look at it. Do I keep it or do I throw it away? If it's of God, it stays. If it's not, it goes. And when you can, when we get to that place, that's what the kingdom is all about. That's where I live from. Oh, sweetheart, a lot of stuff will start to just go just like that. You go, how easy was it to be delivered from that? It was as easy as a decision to obey God. Okay. Anything else? Mm-hmm. Come on, please. Okay, hold on. What is my relationship with God and love for myself? Oh, he's just repeating what you said. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought he was actually asking a question. Okay. Um, I think that was it. Okay. So that uh, it was a great one for whoever said that. But I, I want you to go. I want you to go. You're going to go further than what everybody says. We have a lot of rhetoric in, in religion. We even have a lot of rhetoric in Christian circles. Is, is, am I anti-Christian? No. Religion is what I'm talking about. The Bible doesn't say that Jesus is a Christian. I'm very known for saying this. Jesus is not a Christian. God is not a Christian. He's not the Christian God. He's God. I say that again. He is not the Christian God. He is God. And so our zeal is for God, not God that I serve as a Christian. The Christian God is. It, it could basically be like formed into something because the Christian God is one that he seems to just have like he's kind of weak the one I've heard about he understands everything about your sin he understands why you won't obey him he understands this and that and the other and you pray to him and you got to beg him to do so he's kind of a tyrant and he's a weakling at the same time that's not the true God that's not who he is he is who he you know y'all like to sing that song I am who you say that I am well God says no I am who I say that I am hmm. he is not who you say he is that's why Jesus asked the question, who do you say that I am? Because on the one hand, you can call me the Christ, the anointed one. And on the other hand, you're telling me that I can't do what I'm supposed to do. So you see, he doesn't fluctuate back and forth. He's established as being who he is. And that's the whole intent of the kingdom, of God's message, is for us to be who he says. For us to recognize that there's one authority, one divine lover of all of us. And that's where he wants us to stay. So today... As I was preparing for this, and I've been preparing for this for quite a while, I had to just spend time in his presence. And I was like, I don't, I don't have any questions. I don't know what it is that you want to do. And so I'm going to rest in you. And, and, and you have to teach this from a place of rest. You have to teach this from a place of humility. I do. A place of, of willingness to be exposed. I hurt a lot in my heart today. Uh, I came apart on some things that I was on a, a, every day I'm on a, pretty much I'm on one, at least one Zoom call. And the call I was on today, they were teaching that the message, it, I'll talk about maybe later, but it, was, but it was primarily really about the heart of the Father toward us. And are we preparing ourselves to be the bride? Because you see, there's the Father... And, and the son, but there's also the bride. 
of Christ and the, and the groom, if you will. And so it's, it's one prepares you for the other. So you have to have this message, this message of the kingdom, this message of the heart of the Father. And I became aware of areas. I, I, I had shared some things on that call, and I was talking about what it's like to be single. And when you recognize even being single, the love that God has for us and this, this way that he wants to be our lover, Psalm 66 in the Passion Translation is a great place to read if you want to know more what I'm talking about right now. But his passion for us. And the way that he loves us so eternally and how he wants that intimacy. What do we talk about the expectations of relationship? God wants this relationship with us. He wants intercourse and exchange. He wants to talk to us and he wants us to respond to what he's saying. He wants that intimate heart to heart. He wants us to hear him and then he wants to reflect our lives to reflect that we heard. He wants us to listen to us, him, but he wants to listen to us too, talking back to him about the things. Now, is this what you want? I'm single, I'm, not, I'm unmarried at this time and I'm not involved with blah, blah, blah. But my heart longs for that because that's what we want. And I get that with sisters and friends and, and so forth. But the part of you that is so connected to being the bride of Christ, has a longing for that one-on-one, -on -one, that intimacy with someone that has very little to do with all of the usual trappings that the world is after. The world is after get that body and go do this and go, we gotta do that. None of that nonsense. That keeps you running constantly, never, ever being perfected because you're too busy running to follow this voice and that voice and the answer. That's not what the kingdom is about. And my goodness, I certainly don't long for something like that. I ran after that nonsense for years and think, until it beat me up and threw me out, spit me out like a piece of chewed up gum, you know, flavorless. Mm. No, no, this, this desire though, to hear and to be heard, to listen, right? And to be listened to because they're not the same. To believe, to believe, to be able to be with someone that you trust implicitly and you can believe everything they're saying because they'll never lie to you. This is God I'm talking about. But it's also God manifesting through somebody that you're in relationship with. It's not just a longing for it. It's also the determination to be the same for somebody else. See, this is what he's talking about. To know and to be known to give and to be given to, to receive and to be received from, to learn, to teach, yes, and to be the learned, right? To grow and to grow along with, to be vulnerable and not be ridiculed, to be transparent. And some people, they're embarrassed when you expose yourself that way. By the way, let me just answer this. That was not a 411-911 call for somebody to hook me up. <laughs> my daddy's got this leave me alone okay well you can meet my uncle so-and-so i gotta oh yeah don't even go there okay so no it's none of that um what this is is to grow to be vulnerable to be transparent i'm going to be transparent with you guys with all y'all i don't mind exposing my life i don't mind exposing my hurts 
what I could cap it up with this. I got an opportunity to pray with an apostle who's also one, one of my beloved brothers and his wife and close friend. And the four of us got to talk and to pray. All I had to do was say it in a safe place. And once it was received, I knew God heard me. And I took a two and a half hour nap today where the Spirit of the Lord ministered to me and he healed some things. Some pain you just have to go through until it's done. But everything, if he's in the relationship, you can take it to him. And I promise you, he will manifest and he'll, he'll allow his truth to be seen. He will allow his presence to be known. And he will handle, he will, he will lead us and he will guide us. I have him in this relationship with myself. I don't go through a pain, I don't go through a situation, I don't go through anything. And I don't know for sure. I can talk to him about, hey, I'm feeling a little mad right now. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. And everything I feel is not negative. Sometimes I'm feeling happy. I'll, I'll, I'll just expose this part too because you're going to need this as single people. I'll go more into detail later. But I, I found myself drawn to somebody. And I noticed him. What does that mean? That means I saw him as a man, not just a brother, not just a this, not just a that. When you see, and when I say see him as a man, I see men all the time, and I see a lot of really good looking men too because I'm very blessed that way. But you wanna know something? Most people that you see, you don't notice as, oh, maybe I could, I, I, this is it. But most of the time it's not like that. I'm not looking for, I'm always looking for a relationship. I'm always looking for how encounters, acquaintances, friendships, and so forth and so on. But I'm not looking for a man on any level. I'm not looking for a husband. I'm supposed to be found. It's not my job to hunt. But somebody came across my radar and got my attention. That happens so rarely that that got my attention. The fact that it got my attention got my attention. Somebody needs to hear this tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and expose myself like this, all right? When I noticed him, really noticed him, then I went like 16, 17 years old, ladies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh my <laughs> God, he's so cute, la 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 la. Because that never goes away. But I found myself wanting to see more. That's like running to the second window to look. I didn't do it. You know what I did? I went to the Father. And I went to the, to the Son. And I went to the Holy Spirit, I went to God. And I said, you know what? I, I like this. I like looking at this. I like, I enjoyed the inner, I like all of this. You know what? Let me give it to you. Because I like it, but it's not reciprocated. Therefore, I would be in pursuit of something that God did not send me on a hunt for. Women don't hunt men. Please hear me. And if you like a man, don't chase him. Run to your father. Run to your father and tell him all about it. And if he doesn't respond, <laughs> you're healed before you're broken. I hope you understand. Always, always understand that in the kingdom, he's giving, he gives us our identity. We're going to look at a lot of that in the next week too. And that's the only identity that will ever bring victory and overcoming power and intentional superhuman living, okay? I hear some of your questions about what I said about the man, but that's none of your business right now. So we'll get into that later, okay? Uh, is he imaginary? 
don't think so. But do you hear what I'm saying? He's not the focal point. God is the focal point. When the Father brings the woman to the man, that's when things happen. They don't happen because you look out of a window and you like what you see. So please, ladies, please stop. You're loved better than that. You don't have to be you know, the hunger that you're looking for a human being to fill, only God can. And that's another kingdom topic. So we've reached the end of our time. If I don't have any questions, uh, I do have questions now. If you talk about a man, you get questions. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this is a comment from earlier that I missed. Okay, uh, go ahead. Talk uh, about those. My relationship with time, question mark, question yeah. mark. That's a gut punch for me. I spend too much time trying to organize but it's really an attempt to control. Yes, it is. Ooh, pray in tongues about that intentionally and get your change, okay? Get your breakthrough. That's awesome, thank you for that. Any other comments, anything else? We'll take them. Okay, let's see. Hold on, I think that's it. Okay, nothing else. Ladies, before we close, comments from you. That would be Crystal and Leslie. I was looking for comments. I know. Go ahead. Any comments you two have? Anything you want to interject? And Frederick, if you have anything, I'd like to hear that too. We're at the close now, folks, and then I'll give you your instructions. No comments, but it was very good tonight. No comment, but it was very, very. Um, no questions either? Good. It was enlightening and it Talk was very informative. informative. Enlightening and informative. Yeah. yeah, that means I hit them. <laughs> when people say things like that, I have no questions. It was very good. It was this, it was that. It's like, take the mask off and start breathing. Okay? Because it has to hit you. You want this kingdom. You don't just glide in and get to stay the way you are. We're changed. And we're going to move to those places of, of what the Spirit of the Lord has for us. Okay? So... Um, the last thing I want to say before we close is that I'm going to uh, fine-tune these particular PDFs and we upload them to our website, which is www.astoundinglove.org. But instead of you having to go to the website, all you'll have to do is click on the link that will be provided uh, beginning, I believe, tomorrow, Wednesday, uh, today is Wednesday, Friday at the latest. And um, we'll get those up uh, there accessible for you. So what you'll be able to do is just look at the points of study, which I have here. There's also going to be, um, along with the points of study, there are some questions, very simple questions. You don't need to, I mean, I'm never going to see this. So this is just to trigger your dialogue with the Spirit of God. And this is to start uh, seeing the things that are churning on the inside of you and what's being challenged. And it's to get you to be provoked to think beyond what you have habitually thought. It's the equality. Our focus is going to be on the quality of every one of our relationships and why do our relationships have to connect to God. You're going to be I'm asking you questions that you could have asked me. And so therefore you'll get those answers to the questions and this is what will enable you to start even sharing with other people. According to 1 Samuel 16, 7, 
Uh, the Lord sees not as man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So you want to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a new insight to the way that God sees you. Because if I ask most people, how does God see you? They're going to talk about their sin. Uh, they're going to talk about their short falls. They're going to talk about all of the habits that you have. And you're going to look at yourself from that so-called sin conscious. It is a, a sin conscious consciousness. And you're going to fault find with yourself. And you're going to dare to tell people that's how God sees you. But it's not true. Because the Bible tells us he only sees us through Jesus. And he sees us through the blood of Jesus. And he sees us through the sacrifice of Jesus. He does not see us uh, the way that, that man looks. God looks on your heart, sees the intention, sees the, the you that he created you to be. And then he sees the ways in which he can, he can put things in your path to bring you into the manifestation of that person. So if you think that God sees you as evil and wrong and ugly and, and, and this and that, you, you don't hear him properly. Now, does that mean that he doesn't bring correction? Absolutely not. Of course he's going to bring correction, but correction is instruction. It's not telling you you're a bad little thing. You know, I have hair issues. I have to keep straightening my hair out. They'll tell me, you know, your hair is messed up over here or whatever, which is good because for me, if I have to look at the video and see something sticking out on the side like Pippi Longstocking, it will cause a problem for me. So I, I'm very appreciative of that, right? But that's not fault finding. That's correcting something to keep you in alignment. That's what the correction of God is, is that in book of Revelation, it says you have done all these things, but this is the thing I have against you. Why would I tell you what I have against you? Because I want you to be able to be free of it. If it bothers God, if, if you can take it in that sense, it's because it's destroying you. His motivation is always our freedom, our deliverance. He doesn't want to improve us so that we can be perfect like you're supposed to be my kids and you represent me and look at how you are. No, that's not him. That is not him. It's this thing is trying to hold you in bondage and I'm determined that you will be free. That's where he comes from. He's very fierce that way. Okay. So you're going to do that. Ask him to teach you how to only see yourself from his point of view. Because when you see yourself from his point of view, you'll make the improvements. We'll make the adjustments. We'll start. We'll straighten up. I'm, I'm doing a lot of that right now in my life because it's like I'm starting to see myself as the perfected one of God so what does that mean it means I got a lot of mess and debris that has to be thrown out because it's not it's not part of the disciplined life it's been a part of the undisciplined life you can't split it anymore you're either going to be disciplined or you're not discipled or not growing up and maturing as a son or staying as a baby you stay as a baby you don't stay in a mess that's not why you're on this in this class all right so that's what we're looking at this is always going to be the objective. And the only voice you're going to hear on the inside of you that gets upset with what I say and tries to push it back is the demonic implant that it wants to stay. And now we've started to dislodge it. I've disturbed some things tonight in, in a lot of people. You are disturbed by what is being said. And that's a good thing because that means that those old voices, those old paradigms are have been rocked off of their foundation and you are on your way to deliverance. That's what we're talking about. Overcoming deliverance that comes from the inside, from the where the kingdom of God resides. Righteousness, peace, and joy will rule in those areas. So those are the things that you are going to be looking at. And we'll talk more. If you got questions for me, I don't you can ask me anything. I reserve the right to answer what I want to. You can ask me anything, okay? I, I, be nice about it.
play nice, but ask. And we'll answer the questions online, and I will come up on maybe five or ten minutes on occasion, and really, if I see a great question, I'll address it right then and there. We're going to interact. We're going to have some fun. You can contact us at astoundinglove.org as well if you don't want to post because it's like, I have a personal question, then send it to the email address because it comes directly to my inbox, okay? So those are the things that we're going to do. Prayerfully, that's all clear. I will not be live next uh, week. It will go on on time at 6.45 because it's pre-recorded. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll set the timer for it. But I will be on occasionally, as I said, on, on live little snippets here and there. We will definitely be interacting. You will have the questions, the homework, and uh, it's not homework, it's life work, it's change work, okay? And we want your testimonies, we wanna hear things from you. And I'd like your feedback tonight, some of my friends or whatever, tell me if this is helping, if it's whatever, whatever you gotta say. So thank you for tonight. Thank you for tuning in, thank you, Frederick. Somebody said, this is so helpful. I've been in pain throughout the broadcast and I need this. <laughs> <laughs> and you have disturbed some things and you still are. Then I have done my job. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's also healing. And I release the truth of God and the love of God as, as, that, as that wonderful remedy that you'll be just even shoulder pushed by the Holy Spirit. He'll let you know how much you're loved. And how much and how excited he is that you want to be a part of the kingdom of God, the real kingdom, and not the fake one. And I, I, I speak the love of God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. I, mean, I release that and remind you you're triggering the life of God and your inner fire is being lit. And all of this stuff will start to burn. So I encourage you in the things of God. Don't quit. Don't give up. You're learning who you are. We're going to talk some more about these things as we focus on this first week on kingdom relationships, you and your relationship with God. So astounding love is also, you can go ahead and send your tithes and offerings and do the things that we typically do. And for the rest of you, if you're interested in that, I'm sure there could be information there on the board. Um, again, I really am excited about going on this journey with everybody. I really am. I expect to grow a lot. I expect to change a lot. I'm going to talk to you about some very personal things about myself just to let you know that everybody, no matter who they are, we all have, um, we not only have need of God, when we're in the kingdom, we have access. So thank you for tonight. On behalf of Apostle Baker, Astounding Love, a Global Church Fellowship, and all of its ministers and members, also on behalf of More Than Enough Ministries, of which I am a part. My name is Lunzing Lee. I'm the pastor and also your prophetic teacher for this Kingdom 101 Relationships. I'll see you live in a few weeks, and I'll see you uh, pre-recorded uh, very soon. Thank you, and good night, and God bless you.